0: Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality with your host, me, Ali Lovely. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, psychics, aliens, religion, new age stuff, awakening, ascension, star seeds, channeling, philosophy, and even dating. Some of the shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and new discoveries and other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up about what spirituality in today's world really looks like. As we bring in our next guest, Mr. Dustin James is an intuitive, intuitive, A clairvoyant and an energy reader that uses his mediumistic talents and abilities to guide a wide range of individuals, including business leaders, corporations, creatives, and major executives to scale their impact on the world. He's a coach, a mentor, a writer, a podcast host, and a teacher of spiritual realities and energy. With his reach into other realms and insight, he conveys spiritual teachings in a very down-to-earth way that has been a gift that he's been giving for over 10 years. He's also been my mentor, so I hope that you give a warm welcome to Mr. Dustin James. Thank you for listening. Well, hello, Mr. Dustin James. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Um, Dustin is a dear friend of mine and someone who I absolutely adore. And I met Dustin through a friend of a friend who, um, it started coming through as I was having these really crazy dreams that would come true and stuff that was uh, like, I just didn't really quite understand. And I was looking for some more guidance. So I got pointed into your direction and, uh, and that's how I found you. Um, but I want to ask you more about yourself so our listeners can know who you are and what it is that you do and why you do it.
1: Okay, sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who am I and what do I do and why do I do it? Um, Well, you know, I think for me it started because we're talking about um, energy work. Um, For me, it really started as a kid and I think it starts for everyone. You know, we're these energy beings and and I know you say energy reader and and uh, medium and clairvoyant and yes, we, there's all those things in there. And I think we all have these things to a degree. So it's, um, I think it's really tough for me to go down this track of like, I'm this gifted little kid, even though these gifts started pouring out or opening up because I look at them a little bit differently. I think everybody has abilities, everybody comes in with certain sensitivities. And I think I came in um, very sensitive and maybe they are gifts, but I do look at it as reading energy, perceiving energy, feeling energies, whether that's with the people in the room or uh, people that have crossed over. And uh, for me, that started at three, three and a half. Um, three and
0: a half, just that's so early.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was, um, I mean, it was just an experience. You're sitting there in your bed and all of a sudden this, this projection um, opened on my wall. And it was literally like a projector, mm-hmm. and um, it wasn't anything crazy. It was just a couple of guys in a garage tinkering around, having normal conversation. But the weird thing was, is we actually went um, about a month later. I found myself in that garage, that experience having it. So I started to realize, like, oh, what I see on my wall is what's going to happen. Yeah. And so I started to look at life in a very different way. I thought everyone could do it.
0: Yeah. Interesting. So as like being three, I mean, I barely remember being three at all. And the most, the most that I remember around that age are usually very memorable things Things that are like, Oh, that's really out of the norm. Um, growing up with these types of abilities and, and story, like you told me your stories, I'd love for you to express some of them here um about like how you started to figure out that you just kind of knew things or things were coming out but knowing that did you think it was normal that you have these abilities or like was it something that was kind of weird that you were scared to express or tell people that you had like what was your experience with that
1: I think it changed through the ages I I think you know especially when you're so young I think a lot of kids come in with these great sensitivities and these great abilities and gifts and I think they started get they get cut off as they move through childhood. But um, I don't think I looked at it as like something too different. I think, at the, especially at that age, everything's different, everything's new.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: you're just, you're just like, it's just another thing in the bag. Um, you're learning a bunch of things. As you get older, um, obviously, as you grow up more in the world and you start to learn about ghosts and what these things are you're around the age of seven, eight, that's when I started to feel like and perceive energies in my bedroom and they'd be sitting at the end of my bed or I'd be playing with my toys and I'd feel um, like a man walk up behind me and just stand there. And you can perceive everything about this, this energy being just as if someone actually did walk in the room, you'd get yeah. a feeling from them, a hit from them, you know, their, their height, they're around what age they are, what kind of person they are, they were um, because that all sits at a vibrary tone and you perceive all that. So, you know, I think later on you started to keep it more of a secret. You started like, oh, wow, this is this is rare. Um, not everybody sees these ghosts. And when you talk about it, you know, in conversations with kids at school or with your family members, um, I think it just depends on the crowd. Uh, so you can start to feel very different very quickly. Now, for me, we grew up in this a pretty active, we grew up in a few different homes as children. But this one in particular home, um, myself and... and all of my siblings I think all of us had experiences in that house so we you know I think um, it just depends on your sensitivity and how active your environment is your environment
0: so what does energy reading look like because we have a lot of words for this and and what it is and um, it's essentially a sensitivity to that electromagnetic energy that we're being, being able to pick up and then thus translate or read Um, So what does that, what does that look like for you? How does it come through your body? What are the, like, so for me personally, when I sense that there's someone in the room or coming into the room, I can feel very, very specifically on the right side of my body, everything gets really chilly and then really hot and then i get the goosebumps the hard goosebumps and i'm like okay it feels almost theatrical in a way that there's someone nearby and that's kind of how i started to pick up like what what is that why does my body react to this in certain ways and then i start to hear things and stuff starts to happen around the same time that i was getting these physical sensations how does it react for you
1: yeah um as a kid it was like it was really intense it's kind of like you you know you feel it all over your body the hair on your whole body stands up not just on the back of your neck um, you can see them illuminating the room, um, you know, energy beans and, uh, you know, you have these really intense experiences that was early on. And I think as the years sort of progressed, I started to, um, the ability started to come, become out of control to where, you know, I'd, I'd be in a relationship and we would just, no matter where we went, I would pick up things and they'd get upset that I'm always like on, because uh, I didn't know how to quite turn it off and I didn't want to lose it and I think that that was tough so that was when I was sort of my early professional days um, and now today it's pretty easy it's it's under I think you just have to learn how to work with it and learn get the complex in in order because ultimately we're all in an energy situation of some sort right so whether you're doing what we're talking about if you're perceiving energy that are coming in and around us or into our space and you're perceiving them they're on the other side or in a different dimension or however you want to describe it I I look at as frequency tones so if they're in a different frequency tone or vibration you can perceive that but it's the same thing as if someone actually walked into your room because quite frankly they're the same people right they you know they were here they 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 could have been a great person they could have been they could have been an asshole and they could still be an asshole on the other side right so so the thing to me is, is like you kind of react. It's like you learn manners and society. We all sort of learn how to react and act in groups of people and settings and one-on-one dynamics. So ultimately now today, it's just, I get it through imagery and that's why I use like clairvoyant, um, because it's vision, mm-hmm. right? Um, I try not to take on too much of those energies unless they're really high potency frequencies. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're sort of getting into there's lots of different kinds of energies, right? Yeah. And I think that, you know, there's people that are psychic, everyone sort of sits on a psychic level, everyone gets psychic hits, everyone gets a feeling about someone um, that sits on a certain, you know, uh, gift level or frequency level or ability level. And as you move up, you start to, all the, your clairs start to switch on, right? Your body starts to switch on. So you start to perceive more information, but you can still flood the system, flood your complex. And that can really cause a lot of disruption in your own life. And this is something that I've, because it happened so early for me, I've gone through all these sort of ebbs and flows of feeling really gifted and, and, um, Sort of special to saying, okay, everyone kind of has these gifts, and then really looking into why these are switching on, right? Mm-hmm. Why, why did it, why did I come in switched on? Why are people switching on now? Why is this becoming um, more of the norm? Why yeah. are there a bunch of podcasts about it, right? And yeah. I think ultimately, um, and I don't know what your next question is, but <laughs> I do feel like um, ultimately we gotta just ask ourselves, why is it happening? And why is it yeah. switching on for everyone? And why, why is the human Sort of why are humans being switched on?
0: Yeah. Well, um, before we get into that part, because I think that we can then start talking about awakening and all that. Um, uh, can you explain the clairs for our audience?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, so th- there's I think there's four of them, right? Four. I'm not probably the biggest expert <laughs> on it. But there's clear vision, right? It's clear. Um, there's clairvoyance, so that's clear vision right? There's clear um, audio, uh, clarity, clear audience. That's, that's people that would just hear something. And you'll see this, you know, you'll see, um there's mediums out there. There's like Lisa Williams and you'll you'll see these mediums, like somebody, they're on stage. They'll say, okay, I have I have someone here and I hear this and they're saying these words and then they have to kind of raffle it off to the crowd and figure out who it's connected to. Mm-hmm. That's the clear audience. So they're hearing someone they're trying to look at. So I, I I try to stay more around the visions mm-hmm. because I'm just very visual. And for me, when I work with someone, the first place I go is the aura. Mm-hmm. Because the aura holds all of one's energy dynamics. It's a conduit, right? Um, and it holds all the, the energy dynamics that they move through, right? The aura. And, and it, it pulls in energy dynamics and it holds it. So it really does tell me where a person... Is. So when I switch on and look at them clairvoyantly, I'm going to see some deep reds, some high greens, some really, you know, um, beautiful pale blues. And so there's all these colors that are going to come out mm-hmm. or that will be there for me to sort of dig into. And from there, it really it's helps. Colors. To into them. Um, you kind of do it through. What do they mean? Just like, like, I think they all mean different things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it really depends on what they're processing. So, you know, red just isn't red, you know, red could be a a passion, it could be anger, it could be, there's all these things that can fall into that red. Um, Typically, or basically how it works is the more refined the color is, um, so if it's a pale color, a really fine color, then it's it's really a, a high frequency. It's a high to, vibrational tone. Mm-hmm. And the lower the core, the lower, uh, a murkier a color is, the coarser it gets. Mm-hmm. So basically you read it just like as you would read, let's just say when that man came in the room when I was seven or eight playing with my toys, without turning around and looking at him, um, I could feel... Um, where he sits vibrationally I could Mm -hmm. feel what age he was I could feel so you kind of read it that way you look at the colors you can see the colors and then you feel what that exact color what that means yeah what they're processing
0: yeah interesting so like from for me I I don't work as much clairvoyantly as I do clairaudient and clairsentient like Um, I think there's like clear tasting also, which I think is a weird one. Um, And so there is I'm I'm also often hearing things. Um, I'm working on the site thing, but I shut that down when I had a really scary experience when I was younger. So I'm working on opening that back up. But as you said, like more, more and more people are kind of coming in and this is finally becoming something that we can talk about openly. We're not behind the closet. Like people are opening up, like now empath is a mainstream term. Like there are things that, you know, when you were me and we were growing up or whatever, was not acceptable to kind of open into that. And so, moving into this time period that we're in now like there, there's we've discussed on the show before awakening and what that looks like but for those of us who are already kind of switched on like why do you think it's happening right now
1: um well this sort of ties into uh the maya calendar you know there's a lot of cultures i think started to tap into this mm-hmm. and um started to pull in what you know, what era we're in, I think ultimately it, it does come down to what are we in, what energy pool are we in and what's happening ast- astrologically, what's happening on the planet, what is the planet going through, mm-hmm. what kind of development and evolution process is it moving through because we're on it, so it will affect us, right, where the sun is. So there's all these cultures like Maya, um, but I like to actually go back to ancient Egyptian um, belief system and cultures, Um you know, because they really look into like the sun powers the raw. Mm-hmm. They look into star level energies, galactic energies. Yeah. So they understand the different frequencies of things. Um, they understand that the moon has a certain frequency. It sits at its vibrational level. It's a lower one. Yeah. Right. It doesn't have its own, impactive shield around it like Earth does. Right. It just gets hit with any, any asteroid. But ultimately, what I like to sort of do is go back and say well what's the plan and why um so if you look into ancient egyptian times the studies here this is really early egypt is you know the whole thing was to incarnate higher so they look at earth and say okay well this is at a one let's just call it at a one frequency Mm -hmm. because the moon would be zero right it's less than one it doesn't sustain life it doesn't allow life to live on it Mm -hmm. Um, and they look at the sun as let's just call that a two and then let's look at you know stars as going into three and four and different different levels so the idea is to incarnate out and and their belief system was that they would get energy dynamics from the sun it would nourish them it would nourish the planet it would give it everything it needed Um, but i think there's some things that were lost along the way like telepathy so when there's high frequency energetics being Dumped into the planet, humans right the higher frequencies that come into the planet, the higher uh, charge frequency charge there would be here, and we as humans just respond to energy yeah. it 's very rare that we actually have any original thoughts a lot of times we 're just responding to the circumstances that we 're a walking into, mm-hmm. um, but to get back to your question, why is this happening now um, there 's been this sort of if you look at sort of the galactic structure there's there 's the energies that we 're actually moving into the sun and then this the sun would have to disperse these energy properties to the planet that's actually changed and this was all part of the maya calendar of going to 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, there's basically what the maya was saying is like look the energy frequencies of the planet is now shifting and it's going into aquarius and it's going into a different time and aquarius, ha- aquarius has to do with energy and so now those energy frequencies are actually sort of moving past the sun and moving into the planet Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing these massive shifts. We're seeing these massive uprises, right? With the feminine movement, right? There's a lot of fre- feminine frequencies that are moving in. There's higher frequencies that are moving in. There's a refinement of frequencies moving in. So we're seeing humans sort of reacting to that and having these massive uprises. And it's going to continue. I think the, the window here, what I see is the is really from 2012 to about 2020, uh, about 2032. Mm-hmm. And this is this window of this mass burst of energy Um, I think it started around 87, but it really, really kicked in in 2012 and you're just going to have humans responding to it. And what this energy is going to do is continue to open us up on a mass scale.
0: Well, as you speak about feminine energies coming in and how how much there is, um, that would make sense on the, if you're talking about like, if we start getting into feminine energetic versus masculine energetic, because intuition comes from the feminine energetic of the yin side of us so if there are more yin energy frequencies coming into the earth are we then responding to it and then absorbing it and being able to be tap in more into our intuition in that way because of those frequencies that are coming in
1: yeah i think is well there's two parts here actually i think is one a feminine energy like female energy is really great because you do have the yin and yang, right? So the, the, the yin would be the balance because male masculine energy can get too coarse. You become too coarse here. And we see this, right? It's a man's world and we're constantly at war and there's all these things, you know, sort yeah. of living in a lower vibrational planet. But f- female energy helps change, refine, strengthen, right? So a guy can go out and buy a home, buy a house and a, a, a female will come in and make it a home. And so I think that these energies will help... Um, refine all the energy dynamics on the planet that's sort of the point but i don't think it's going to happen overnight i don't think it's sort of this you know 2012 hit and you know it's taken us how many years to sort of just start to feel like we're leveling off a little bit right but nothing is like overnight here everything is a process your whole life is sort of a process it's it takes time to sort of move lower energy dynamics out and bring in those new frequencies and um but to get back to your point so i think they're a refinement of energies. They're high-potency energies. Um, and when what I sort of see, basically, from an energy perspective, is whenever you have high energies, um, that's basically how you move out coarse energies, right? So anytime you shine light, you can't measure darkness. You can only measure the amount of light and dark, right? So the more you shine light, and I think this is also why a lot of practitioners are waking up right now. There's a lot of sort of light workers coming to the surface and saying, oh my gosh, these things are switching on and I want to help. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like we're in this new um, sort of like an evolutional kick or a kickstart um, where we may even have, you know, it's an interesting sort of uh, way to look at it is, you know, back in the early, what, 69, let's just take Woodstock. Mm-hmm. That was a big movement, Right. Yeah, um, sort of where really the, this whole spiritualness started is like the hippies. Um, but I love hippies. There was only like a couple of billion, few, a couple of billion people on the planet, right? Yeah. Now you have almost eight. So we are almost in this this window. If you look at twenty twelve to twenty three, we're almost in this window of like. There could be an, a voice on the speaker saying, "Calling all beans, you know, get in." uh, get your life lessons in and out of the way. Uh, now's a great time to come in and brighten up and process no more reincarnation available after this, right? It could Mm. be this sort of way of, of saying get in, because I do look at earth as like this sort of grand central station, right? There's all these trains, there's people arriving from all different (laughs) <laughs> parts of the universe they're coming in from that over there and they're coming in from there and and yeah. we're sort of like stuck in this grand central station because there is an increasingly amount of beings sort of incarnating here but not an increasingly amount of beings incarnate and moving out and staying out right yeah sort of back in so i do feel like we're in this this age of um well first of it it's age of aquarius so energy but an age of where you can achieve human development more rapidly, mm-hmm. much faster, and more elegantly um, than ever before, really. Do you listen to
0: anything by Dolores Cannon? I don't. Okay, so she has a very similar uh, thing. Actually, a lot of the stuff that you're saying aligns with what she says and what uh, Edgar Casey talks about, and what uh, Law of One. Kind of talk about that, that i actually
1: don't know any of i don't listen i don't read any stuff. <laughs> no i think well ultimately so everybody's got to tap the truth is truth right we all have to get our straw into the past the bullshit and into the truth so. yeah
0: but i love that because she talks about how the first wave of volunteers came in like around the same time as the woodstock movement the love and moving things past that very um, patriarchal type of energy course like energy first wave of volunteers that there's three wave of volunteers that come to raise the vibration of the earth as the earth transitions into its new density and so um, the people that are coming and what they're coming on switched on into um, is, is much more prevalent than it has been in the past. And like you said, I don't know about the reincarnation part of it, but like them saying that, okay, this is at this time, it's the, the ripest time for uh, human development, for spiritual development, soul development. So there's like, if you're here now, you're kind of like the cream of the crop, if you will.
2: <laughs>
0: um, I mean, and because there was a line to get here, to do, be able to, ex- uh, accelerate your spiritual growth in that way. Um, so that's cool. That, I think that's really neat uh, that you, you have that already as an understanding and you don't look at any of those people.
1: I'm um, wanted to. i really bad at it because I don't look at I know. it. I shouldn't <laughs> say it, but I don't, I don't <laughs> think I have the time. I think I just kind of tap in and do, you know, work with people. But yeah.
0: Well, the great I'm, thing about you
1: I've always loved is like I'll mention someone that I've
0: been reading or listening to and you're like, no, I don't know who that is. Like, <laughs> you're so like out of the loop, but yet tuned in and tapped in. It's kind of great. Um, I wanted to ask you, so when we're talking about energy in general, um, you know, like obviously me and you have in common, we tap into other realms, we hear other things, like we have spiritual experiences that perhaps are difficult to explain to people who are not switched on. But like, what does that look like in your day-to-day life? Like when you're dealing with people that live here?
1: Um, (laughs) Kind of complicated. (laughs) yeah um what do you mean in what way like, like what do I just how me, do I use my ability day to day or
0: yeah, well, for myself, like dating is really difficult oh, yeah. um, or perhaps maybe it's not difficult, maybe it's just easier, but I can sit down with someone and just like a minute, I know like, okay, not this person, like
1: energetically,
0: yeah. I'm feeling their frequency, I'm feeling their shit, I'm feeling their intentions and whatever, and not purposefully like, even looking in, but getting that reading really, really quickly and being like, all right, like I'm good. So, like, for you, what are the day-to-day advantages or disadvantages to being able to be like? I know you can turn yourself on and off, but there are still sensitivities that you still carry within yourself that I'm sure make things different.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, it's it's really weird, you know. I actually was describing this, I was complaining um, because I like to do that sometimes <laughs> uh, to a friend of mine, and this is a while ago. And she, I said, you know, I can. The advantages are this, right? And the gifts were, you know, basically I can, see I can see well into my own future. I can see into other people's timeline. I'm really good with timelines. Mm-hmm. I'm really good with percentages, right? Um, so like you have a 33% chance that this is going to go that, you know, it's just, it's just how it works for me. And then I, I sort of would complain about, but then, you know, X, Y, and Z happens. And, she, and I said, it's a double-edged sword. And she kind of laughed and she said, well, at least you have a sword. Mm. And you know, I think I've always sort of battled with this back and forth, the day-to-day stuff. Um mm-hmm. so the great question. The day-to-day stuff would be, you know, you know which what things to say yes to, what things to say no to, because you can get a quick feeling, a quick hit. Yeah. Um for me, I tend to um so I do tend to stay off unless I'm on. Um But a lot of times it comes through anyway, especially in dreams. So if there's things that I'm, you know, there's warnings, big, you know, sort of alarm bells that will go off sometimes and they'll come through in dreams and I'll wake up and like, okay, cool. Thank you for that.
0: Like what? Um, An example?
1: Yeah. um, An example would be, you know, you could be in communication with someone or you could be, um, you know, working with on a project or something and you just get like, it's different than, it's almost like a lucid dream where you just start to see what's behind the people what where their intentions are right so you can see what that looks like and when you wake up we tend to wake up from dreams with a feeling right we can oh that was a good dreamer oh boy i'm thank god i woke up and i think you just kind of work with that um but the day-to-day stuff sometimes like i'll I'll wake up and the thing is is like i'll get images of like a new relationship Mm -hmm. and the problem for me is I tend to view way, you know, way out in my own timeline. So I'll get this like wonderful view of someone and it was like this relationship, And I see them smiling by the ocean and there's there's a cafe in the background. There's like, you know, they're smiling and it's just like definite,
2: you know, romance sort of
1: image, moving moving sort of uh, picture for you. Um, And then it feels so close and you can feel like even it's around the holidays or whatever. And it's, maybe it's not those holidays. Maybe it's the ones after that or there are three after that, you yeah. know? Yeah. My first big one, I actually, um, I had this really prolific uh, imagery when I woke up and um, one morning and this is the friend that we have in common and and i and i look and i just saw the whole this whole relationship unfold and i could feel all the love it's like i didn't use all six of my senses there was like eight there like there was extra senses there that were really like lighting me up and making me um feel all the feels of what love feels like and the true connection stuff and you know that 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 didn't come into my life um I think for another three years Mm -hmm. after that came in. So there's these is great. Like you can see these great gifts that are coming down the line for you, and you just don't know
0: when sometimes
1: when to open them for yourself. So for me, it's tough to always read timelines from my, I mean, short timelines are easy, but like the big things that you really, really want, the big juicy things in life, like a nice relationship or, or, you know, a dream house, but with an ocean view, you kind of, um, both of those i think the bigger yeah the bigger the things are the bigger yeah. ripples they create in the pond yeah. which the further out you can see them because the ripples sort of move further out to where you're at mm-hmm. in a sense so i think like the bigger the experience creates yeah. these energy ripples and i think that that's what we receive
0: i think that's so challenging because what i tell people is i can't see the future but i can see in trajectories and like, which I guess would be your description of timelines perhaps, but if they take these certain steps, this is what could be ahead of them. Um, It was really funny, one night me and Dustin decided that we were gonna get super high, and sit down and try and read each other.
1: (laughs) Do you remember that? This is the worst, (laughs) but barely now because (laughs) we're high, but yeah. Yeah,
0: Um, and we were sitting there. First of all,
1: drugs drugs will cut off cuts my ability off, so I don't ever (laughs) do it.
0: Um, but we're sitting there and, and we're holding hands and trying to connect to, to the energies that are around in our life or whatever. And so the first thing I picked up was a lot of like lobsters or crabs or something. And I'm like, i am seen like a lot of crabs and you're like, I just went to the crab fest. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I had seen your, the apartment that you used to live in, but before he had lived in it. So it was this, um, it was in San Francisco, had like a, like a open back window and you'd walk down the hallway. And I essentially envisioned the entire apartment, but in reverse. So when you got your apartment, you were like, it's the same place, except it's on the, it's the opposite of what you said. Like the, the, you turn left instead of right or something like that. And being able to pick up on those energies with each other. So that challenging aspect of that is like, sometimes you'll read people and you'll see something that's absolutely there, but it it might, it might be a five years down the road. It could be 10 years down the road. And at that point they've forgotten about it or, Oh, that didn't mean anything or whatever. I go and see a medium like once a month just to build or an energy reader or somebody just to build empathy for myself, (laughs) um, and learn from them how they read or whatever. And they'll tell me stuff. And I'm just kind of like, okay, you know, like a year goes by or whatever. You just don't know when that thing is going to come up. But like you said, for yourself, I think it's really hard because there are visions that I have for myself that I absolutely 100%, million percent are like, I know this is this thing and it doesn't look like that at all. And so it's hard to, it's hard to figure out, okay, well, is that me acting for my wound or is this acting from, you know, this pressure is that I just really want something or is this me being switched on and really knowing what's, what's coming for me. And I feel like that's a huge challenge
1: yeah i i I agree i don't believe in fortune telling i don't believe in future telling um i you know i think there's i think especially this line of work there's going to be a lot of people naturally switching on that have these experiences and the first thing that they want to do is get out there and help yeah i I know because i've you know i've seen it and i hear it and it's tough and i've done it but it's a buildup. So like, even with you, you know, you can read and you can have these pictures and yes, that's on track to happen. Um, but I think there's these different development levels of, first of all, we need to sort of ask like, why am I being shown this image for this person, right? Um, is, is, what's the significance of it, right? Yeah. Uh, and, um, and to what degree you know, because what, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I've done this for myself where I see this beautiful, like a loft or something that I'm about to, you know, I'm going to move it into. Um, I'll see a year or two down the road and, and I'll get in there and, and, you know, what the image showed me with this grand loft and it was, um, but my feelings there were, were, my experience there was pretty low and it was low in a way of the energies that lived in it. So it could have been like a warning sign. Mm -hmm. watch out for this right Mm -hmm. um i get warning signs and i think as you move into this work and you work with it a little bit more and you 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 develop yourself along the way you'll start to feel um the differences with these impressions so some impressions are there for you to not move into yeah some impressions come up for you to not miss um
0: so how do you distinguish that i know that that's like it's going to be like development in time you get used to or whatever but if we're going to give actionable practical steps for people who are listening who are starting to switch on what tips would you give them as is, is being able to distinguish those impressions
1: i mean I, the simple answer is to practice because that's what basically it is for everyone mm-hmm. i think people that i think there's sort of a two-fold system going back to your question of why are people opening up i think it's a two-fold system one um, I do believe reincarnation exists, and I do believe that uh, we have lifetimes to work into things, and, and there's these workups. And yes. I think when when you come in and you're naturally talented in something, born with it, um, a, a just a natural knack, I feel that it, it's a, it's been an energy buildup from previous lives, mm-hmm. right? Um, because I do feel that we have to work for everything that we achieve here in a sense, you know, it's all it's sort of why you're here You're here to learn as much as possible. You're here to do, to practice things. You're here to see what works for you You're here to sort of find your way yeah. um, So you have this sort of thing where you could have someone that has this buildup of it in previous lives and did a great job at it And then now we're in a time where things are just gonna naturally open us up. So boy, is it light and easy now? Um, because imagine being a natural, gifted clairvoyant or energy reader, but hundred years ago or in the 14th century.
2: Yeah.
1: Think about the mentality in the thir- 13th, 14th century, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can't let the cat out of the bag. You know, you're gonna you killed for it. But also think about the the mentality then. Mm-hmm. It's a much thicker mentality. So when you're dealing with a, a denser mind, a denser mentality, it's really tough to read energy that way. Right? I don't know if you know this, so yeah. the better the, you know, the sessions go really well when someone comes in and they're relaxed and they're, mm-hmm. they're just open. not too worried and they're open because you're working with energy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think that it goes back to also um, again, understanding why you've um, why you're here, what lessons you sort of need to move out of the way quickly, because ultimately it is a communication buildup up and a relationship build up with, um, not only that gift or, but with yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, I think really to figure out yourself here and your own limits and your own parameters and, and to see the truth, you know, what's truth for you? Because, you know, truth is truth, but it can be different in perception, right? So, you know, you and I can take three glasses of water. We can fill one with ice water and we can fill one with hot water and we put the warm you know, lukewarm water in the middle. And if you keep your fingers in either of the waters, both of us will come to the middle glass and you'll say it's hot and I'll say it's cold. Yeah. It's because we're come. it's co- what we're coming from.
2: Yeah. So I
1: think ultimately if what we're coming from is dense and negative, there's a lot of people that hear voices that, that perceive energies that, that um, get messages and they're right, but it doesn't mean, you know, what they're working with, what's feeding them that information is a high yeah. Essence. It could be a low entity. It could be you know. There's a lot of sort of l- lot of low entities that run amok in this world, and that's why we sort of live in this denser, darker world. Actually, because you know, we if you look at Earth, you know, we're constantly in war. We're in a place where sex sells. You know, there's casinos and nightclubs, and there's just it really is this sort of from a vibrational standpoint, a, a lower charge yeah um, And this we can even argue this all the way back to you know the original sort of um, beans that came in and and uh, and started to turn humans um, into you know that changed humanity basically but but if we can agree on that things are a little lower, a little lower of a hum, and it's it's really hard to get to a high hum here. So I think ultimately we need to ask ourselves what we're working with. And you always have to sort of, you can only feel that vibration, right? You gotta, you gotta say, is this for my highest good? Is this a high frequency? Is this a high potency essence coming in to communicate and working with me? Mm -hmm. Or is this something low? And I think you gotta really watch yourself there.
0: How do you distinguish between high and
1: low? That's a good question. Um, For me, A, it's about a feeling, right? So... It's not something, if it's power, it's not powerful because power really drives from like the lower frequencies. There's like seven frequencies in the astral light, right? Seven being the lowest frequency level. Um, this is where war exists, genocide exists, criminality exists. Six is where uh, um, for the financial arena sits, Wall Street sits there. Five is where human development sits, school sits, education sits. Um, anytime anyone wants to go learn yoga or anything like that, they're vibrating at a five frequency. And then from five, it goes to four, and four is where ESP and illumination kicks in and healing powers and clairvoyance and all these wonderful things. And as you move to one, you just get more and more illuminated. Now, if we're in a place, in an earth, where it has all seven frequencies Mm -hmm. um, ranging from high to low, you first, A, need to get into a high vibrational arena so that could be walking into nature where it's naturally going to vibrate at a four frequency mm-hmm. um, just by being around plants and animals and and things like this um, going into temples going into just places where people go and meditate group meditations are held so going to a high vibrationally charged uh venue or location is key that is that sets the platform there home? you can do it in your own but i just feel like you know you constantly bring in the day You know, your home is filled with all the energy that you've tracked in Mm -hmm. the moment you've moved in. And it it also is filled with all the energy dynamics uh, of whoever's existed in that home previously, right? right? So the drywall absorbs energy dynamics, your clothes, everything, everything of the building itself becomes its own energy. So we can walk by buildings and say, Ooh, I don't want to go into that building. You know, so, so that's why I say like, you know, if we go back to like the astral light, you know everything's vibrating at a certain frequency. So prisons vibrate at a seven frequency, right? That's where we put all the criminals. They go there. That's that vibrates a hum has a hum to it. Yeah. Um, when you walk into a church, you don't have to be religious. You can just walk into these temples, these places where. um, you know, humans come and gather and they're all about human developments, why they're there. It's the charge that they carry. It's the signal that they connect to, that mm-hmm. they pull in, right? It becomes a conduit of energy on its own right. And so I feel like really nature is the best place um, going, to, you know, if you live by a beach, I'm in California, but I can go down to the beach, I can meditate there. Um, you know, really this goes into like earthing. You can literally just go and, and start feeling better in a park just from the contact from the ground, the high from the ground to your body, right? So that the connects thing, which means connecting your feet to the earth. Right. Well, maybe anything really you can lay. You, so earthing. you can literally lay down. So the more of connecting your body that connects it. the earth. Yeah. The more of that earth energy that you absorb and it charges you. So this happens every time when we go to sleep at night, mm-hmm. you know, we go to sleep at night, the complex, the brain never shuts off. You know, it just switches modes. It goes into perceiving mode to cleaning mode. And it starts pushing out all the energy dynamics that you've absorbed during that day now the trauma that we absorb is really tough for the system to push out so that's typically like where addiction comes in and abuse of drugs and things because it's sort of band-aids of of the trauma that got in the emotional trauma but they're unable to push out yeah Um, so we're sort of reaching for these these alternatives but at night the, the earth, you know, everything kind of goes to work, right? We start to, the system starts to clean itself up. And so if you live close to the, you always sort of, I've lived in these skyscrapers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's, I got the worst sleep. You yeah. ultimately want to be like close to the ground, right? As close as you can to the ground. You want to kind of charge um, that way. But going back into like, how do you know what you're working with? I think ultimately it's, it's do you feel charged, um, highly illuminated? And at peace after you walk away Mm -hmm. from that meditation or from that communication, um, do you walk away feeling safe and full of patience? Yeah. Do you walk away feeling love for everyone that you've ever met and love for being here? You know, that's when you know you're working with something high Mm -hmm. is when it brings in, you draw an illumination, genuine love, because genuine love doesn't, Exist down at six and seven, or even five of the astrolighter energy worlds. It it starts at four, mm-hmm. um, because what happens at six, uh, five, six, seven is something different, right? Um, but ultimately, we have to figure out—not figure out. I think it's more of a feeling. So getting out of the mind and more into the feeling of is: am I working with a high potency essence or charge or energy, mm-hmm. or am I walking away feeling like? oh, I got to win that, or I, I know, you know, am I being aggressive? Am I being competitive? Because if you walk away from a meditation and you're like, oh, I know how to beat that person and that team, and I know how to win, well, you're coming from a very competitive, actually, energy. And if anything, we should never be in competition with anyone else here because we would have the understanding that everyone's here on their own personal individual level, their own development level, We're all a different age, in a sense, whether it's a physical age or an energy age. But we're, there's no same, same in a sense. So we shouldn't be competing. We're sort of all here yeah. to sort of advance ourselves and each other in it. So again, walking away, feeling like, you know, what energy are you in when you walk away after working with, after receiving messages or, or meditating?
0: So how would you advise someone to be able to start to open up these sensitivities? And how would they know once they've done so? Like, what's the beginning? What does that feel like? like to be able to start to open up these sensitivities. Now me and you have come, kind of come on, switched on. Um, so we have very, maybe perhaps different experiences, but those listening who might be like, you know what? I'm starting to feel this thing. I'm in the beginning stages of that. How can I make this stronger? Groups. That?
1: groups? Yeah, the short answer is groups. Okay. Um, I really, I think I'm a, I'm a firm believer in, um, I mean, you can even go into Meetup meet up and look at look for meditation groups, mm-hmm. but I'm a believer in finding, you know, like minds and, and finding like minds that are, again, are coming from a high place. They're, they're coming from their highest good. Um, And you can also know, like, you know, in these higher frequencies, um, when we, when we wake up today and we say, all right, how can I be of service? How can I be of help to the planet? How can I be of help to God, creation, um, the universe, anything that's sort of, because all of these things are trying to, they're working and molding, right? The earth's moving through new frequencies and changing its vibrational tone. The universe itself is expanding into new territories that it's never been in. And it has to expand and grow and develop. Um, So the energies that are sort of being pushed back at us from these higher places, but it's high for us. But, you know, ultimately we have to ask like, what is it trying to do? Mm -hmm. And how can we help? You know, being of service is one of the biggest things that we could ever do here. The person that gets up every morning and has to put on their best dress and they're there to, they're showing up to be a part of something for its higher good or humanity's higher good and themselves in it. That's really sort of, that's when we know we're working at these higher levels, these higher energy frequencies. Mm-hmm. So if you're just starting to have experiences, it's finding ways to be of service. Uh, You don't have to always get out there and, you know, sort of read for people. There's a lot of readers out there because you can really do a lot of damage. You can really hurt someone's life. Most of my job isn't um, seeing the images around someone. Most of my job is actually filtering the images that I see around someone.
2: Yeah.
1: Because no one should know too much about their own future. Yeah. And if you get someone in there that's just starting to see these things, it's kind of like I live here in Los Angeles in California and we were on a hike the other day and, we are worried about rattlesnakes because, you know, someone had seen one on the trail um, just ahead of us. Yeah. And we are kind of joking and it's like, yeah, there's these giant rattlesnakes that you can be afraid of, but really it's the babies. It's the baby ones because they come out and they just hit, they bite everything and they release all of their venom and they're the ones that are going to take you out, right? So- the baby ones will sort of not filter in the information because you get, you get the medium that comes in and says, well, look, your first husband is going to be this, this, and this. And then your second husband is, and you're like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. You just took all the air out of the bag for my first husband. Yeah. Right. And, and you just ruined that whole experience for them. Or you could say, well, don't date this guy because, um, you know, it's going to be this and this for you. I think, you got to really watch it there because yeah, that person might be this and that for them. It might not ultimately work out for them. Mm -hmm. Maybe even they have a child together and it doesn't ultimately work out for them, but maybe that's why they came together. Maybe there's a bigger plan at play. So when you're just reading these small tidbits of, of visions, because you're starting to switch on and it's exciting that there's more to life, which is great. Yes. Have that excitement, but also know, if you're not able to read up this, the full arc, yeah. of what's really at play, then you're going to be telling them all these things that you probably shouldn't be telling them because you don't know why they're here. You don't know what link in the chain
0: right. what they
1: serve. You don't know what their mission is.
0: Interrupting karma.
1: You could interrupt the, their very lesson that they're in.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, so I was thinking about that because, well, in, in my readings, we don't do uh, anything future, um, but there is always this misconception that if you are... A medium a psychic medium a clairvoyant whatever that you can see the future and so um i've had you know people often say like oh so what who am i gonna marry who's in this or what's the lottery numbers and that's a very common misconception and what i think what we do is more of reading that the present energy you do more timeline stuff i don't do that but we can read present energy very very palpably and seeing that people can, um, what their blocks are, or what their shadows might be, or um, how they move through the world and, and you can kind of get their number real quick as my grandma used to say. Um, and so so with that, what are, for you, what are the common misconceptions that you're you're, not that you're trying to convince people cause I don't see that you're that type of person anyway, you don't care. But if you have clients coming to you or people asking about what it, what you do, what is something that you're commonly having to, like, correct them on or that's misconstrued? Yeah.
1: I think it's, at first, it's the, it's how do you explain what you do? Mm-hmm. Um, well, like, what I've done is I've advanced in my work. So I, of course, I started out with, you know, early on as a kid, like, we're doing psychic readings, right? We're, we're blowing our own minds and our friends' minds. Um, and then you go into one-on-ones and working with people. Now I'm at a level where I'm working with companies. I work in, um, even in Hollywood here, like I'll read scripts and stuff and I can tell them like which one to go with. And, and I'm using it in different ways, mm-hmm. um, along with still helping people, of course. And, um, but I think, I think where, where I find myself trying to um, correct people on is like the, the terminology, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, so you, you know, I introduce myself as like an intuitive or, or an empath or something like that, and I say, "Oh, well, what's that?" And they'll say, "Oh, that's like a psychic, right?" And it's like, "Oh, yes, but everybody gets psychic hits." So I kind of explain it like everybody gets a psychic hit. You get, you know, it's like this restaurant or that restaurant, mm-hmm. and you say, "I want to go to that one." you just got a psychic hit on a feeling and you chose the one that's more, most exciting. Maybe, hopefully you did. Or maybe you chose it because you've been there before and you know the venue. But ultimately it's like this or that, or you'll, you'll see someone walking down the street and you'll just get a feeling from them. That's a psychic hit. Mm-hmm. So that is a feeling, right? Um, everybody has that. Mm-hmm. Everyone has these psychic feelers. Um, So this is what I find myself explaining a lot. Also, you know, understanding that there's a bump up. So when you go from psychic level, there's a bump up to mediumship level. So you can get these psychic hits on things to do, what to wear, who to date, choices and decisions, daily stuff for yourself, which is great because this is building the intuition and building your complex and the sensitivity and and your complex is basically just reading energy overall. And then you're making a decision based on the energy that you've absorbed. So that's sort of that psychic feeling. Psychic timelines—you'll get those, but for me, it's that shift up. For then, then you get into mediumship, and you start perceiving energies that are coming in, sitting with you, sitting next to you, communicating with you. And I look at this as being a big thing. Um, this is sort of that next development level up because humanities, I believe, always had help. I believe we've we've always had help from something higher. Mm-hmm. Um, if we think about just even the like the caveman, you know, the caveman's trying to move something and something. Comes up next to it and sends either a vibration in its mind or a whisper in its ear and it says, Build the wheel. Mm -hmm. And look what the wheel, how successful the wheel's been for humanity. Yeah. But at some point, the wheel didn't exist. Yeah. And so I do feel that we've been helped along by these sort of energies. You can call them angels, God, what, you know, I'm sure there's lots of, it's tough to pin down what energies are working, when and where, aliens, right? Yeah. So, you know, to me, I just like to say energies overall. Yeah. And I think it's tough to really de- describe the value in it of, um, you know, how you can really help in a sense. I think that that's, those are two things that are tough is explaining how it works. Everyone has it, you sort of normalize it in a way, and then you sort of bring it back into, but I also have this value and I can do it really, really well. And, yeah. and I've been doing it a long time. So it's really yeah. tough. Yeah.
0: So did you have any, like when, when you were younger, um, as these sensitivities started to come to you, like what were the biggest challenges with interacting
1: with the beyond in that, in those early stages? It was not enough time. Um, I would communicate with them for a little bit. And then it'd be gone. And a lot of my big questions—it's like a conversation. Like driving home after you're in a conversation, like, "Damn, I should have said this. I yeah. should have, I should have acted that." I, oh man, you know, you come back with those things. Um, towards the end of communication, I would, I would almost start to get like, "Wait, where are you? What does it look like?" You know, these bigger questions, and then they would go away,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: they would fade away in a sense. And I would always, I sort of followed up and inquired about this. And what I was explained to me from an energy standpoint was my vibration is raising up their vibration is lowering and it's the equivalent of like holding your breath underwater yeah. in a swimming pool or oh, in the ocean that's like a good analogy and you know you can stay for a moment but eventually you got to go back yeah to where you breathe right and i can only raise my vibration so high and they can for so long and they can only go so low for so long so mm-hmm. that was a big one did you have any so for myself
0: being younger, um, I came, I so I've said this before, but I've come from a religious background. So it, the thing that I was seeing was always something evil. So I was very scared of it. It wasn't evil, but like, that's how I perceived it. There was something wrong with this. What thing that I'm seeing after a certain age. And so my, cha- my big challenges were, um, that I would speak about these things and then they would be shut down by those who didn't have these sensitivities or, um, you know, whatever. So it was like, there must be something wrong with me. I'm interpreting this wrong or I'm crazy. And so in that process of trying to, th- there wasn't really for myself, there wasn't really a chance to be able to ask them more questions because as they would show up, it would be like, mm, no, nope. mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not supposed to be here. This is scary. This is demonic. This is this, uh, and, and shutting it down. But now as an adult, actually, so when I met you, uh, almost three years ago, That was when that stuff started to come back again and this time i was ready for it and i was like all right who are you what do you want like (laughs) why are you over my bed kind of thing um so in those in those challenges and starting to get comfortable with those things you said earlier about how you have to know where this energy is coming from so people who are starting to experience these extra you know extra energy extraterrestrial extra whatever like how are they able to distinguish
1: like who you're supposed to help and who you're like, you know, you need to go away. Yeah. I, you know, it's very, I think you could take this practice in a very literal stance and say it's very similar, just like being here on the planet, right? It, in a sense, like it's the same as going to school, same as going to work. You're dealing with energies there. You're dealing with mom, dad, brother, sister. You're dealing with friends. You're dealing with coworkers. You're dealing with people on the planet. They're energy beings in a body. Yeah. and we're working with them some of those are angels some of those are guides some of them are out to get us some of them are bullies some of, you know it's it's kind of the same thing i ask myself one question always and it's what it's why right it's why is this happening why is it unfolding what's in front of me and most importantly what's behind it so what's behind it is the why mm-hmm. so again if you're having let's say you get approached by um, someone here and whether it's a romance, right? You're on a date or, you're, or it's a business deal, you have to see where that person is really, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're on a date, you almost need to see is this person just dating on this date for a rebound? Why are they really here? What are they real? Are they really in the right place for new love? Are they just here to hook up, right? So it's almost like looking at the energy behind them yeah. and reading that energy and seeing where that energy is coming from. And is it coming from a low place or a high place, Mm -hmm. a coarse place or a refined place, right? A place of toxicity or a place of high potency um, love and and genuine love. So um, if it's a business deal, right, it's the same deal. It's, it's, you got to find, is this person, you know, looking into getting as much as they can and walking away? Am I being hustled? You have to read the energy always what's behind
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and when you're working in this work, it's the same thing with energies. You know, you can get, um, you could sit there and you can meditate. And if you're having these mediumship experiences where you're seeing energies come in, um, you have to have the ability to, again, not just be blown away by as you're communicating with something. You have to have the skills and the mindset of saying, okay, well, energies exist everywhere, always, and forever. So what is behind this energy? Why is this energy approaching me? And what's the true um, value in this connection and communication? Mm-hmm. What is this energy getting out of it?
2: Yeah.
1: Right? What's because the exchange? Energies are looking for open humans. Mm-hmm. And whether that's a high energy or a low energy. Right? So if you have something like um, something some high potency energies, I know you mentioned ETs and all that stuff. So are they coming around us to help us evolve for our highest good and do they have our best interest in mind and they're trying to quicken us through human development or are they trying to latch on hook in are they an entity that's trying to basically drain our power system for itself so greed itself is a is a i believe like a living breathing essence in a sense you know it sort of needs humans to survive so the more that we act greedy the more of that signal we radiate and give off of greed then the more it feeds that frequency charge and the bigger that frequency charge gets, which makes more. So
0: people. You would say that then the your own frequency reading is an influence in what frequencies come and attract towards you.
1: I think it's our responsibility to filter all frequencies and energies that approach us, mm-hmm. whether that's on the other side or that's here on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, it's like, you and I can get together, we can have a great conversation, put it on a podcast and throw it out there, but the whole idea is why. Yeah. You know, and that's the, you know, that's sort of going back and setting your intention, but in a sense of like, what's behind it, Mm -hmm. right? And why am I, why would I show up today? The reason I'm showing up today is because I'm out to help as many people on the planet as possible by sharing my stories and experiences and helping in any way that I can, because I've spent a lot of time in this arena. Um, Yours, are your, you know, you have your why, Um, ultimately, I wouldn't jump on just anything because I would say, well, why does this person want to talk to me? Yeah. Right. Um, And you guys, again, going back to this, I'm sort of, I didn't think I finished this point is that, you know, everything's looking for open humans, Mm -hmm. right? High and low. So if you have humans getting together and doing a meditation circle every Wednesday of the week. And you're consistent and you do it over a long period of time these high potency essences and energies come in and say oh look open humans making an effort they've been doing it often and f- consistent and we can trust it. let's start working with them let's start elevating them let's start illuminating their minds and start bringing in new information and ideas and help them along because they're on track for human evolution and development and helping on the planet god creation in the universe and so are we and let's all do it together and let's quicken them because they're at the lowest realm of, of of sort of the energy spectrum which is a human experience and then there's something you know that doesn't want things to evolve it doesn't want things to um move in to, to change basically yeah there's there's things that are sit at the low levels of like ego, power, control, all these things at the lower energy spectrum that wants to live and exist and breathe and move on. And it has no, its agenda is to stay the same and in fact, move backwards and make things more toxic here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that also comes in and says, oh, open humans. And they do this at bars and nightclubs and conceitos and strip clubs and festivals. And we go there and we, we douse ourselves with drugs and alcohol. We get all messed up and you're just wide open. It's like leaving the Porsche door open at the gas station with the keys <laughs> in it running. It's like, yeah. take it. <laughs> you know, and we do, we, we get into talk. So any substance will open you up, you know, whether it's weed or narcotics or whatever, alcohol, it all opens you up and something says, oh, look, an open human.
2: Mm-hmm. And it
1: goes in and, oh, look, you just so happen to be at a lower you know, and a building that sits at a lower frequency charge, where these lower entities sort of ravel and. Mm-hmm. So how
0: how do people who are new at this or getting like interested in this frequency
1: stove? How do they
0: raise their vibration?
1: Um, I mean, the first thing is I'm going to tell you what everyone tells you is meditation. Um, but you know, meditation isn't the only thing. Yeah. Um, because really, your vibration is is energy. It's an energy current. And the fastest way you can do that is changing your thoughts Yeah, because your thoughts run rampant and they run free and they run all day long on tap. Yep. And it really depends if that's the f- one thing that moves through you, like, you know, like energy on tap, then we really need to watch what we think about because thoughts mm-hmm. are living things. Mm-hmm. Um, when we do meditate, you're sitting in your own power and you're building your power and you're, you're raising your vibration, you're changing your frequency, you're sitting still, you can receive messages, you can receive things yeah. that you need to do, clarity, all that, that, those are great things. But I think ultimately it's up to us to change our thinking and it's up to, up to us to connect into higher thinking and forward thinking. Mm-hmm. Because going back into those, the energy spectrum, right, the seven energy spectrum, yeah. seven being the lowest and the most murky and toxic, and one being the most illuminated, when you start to move into, like, let's say you're vibrating at a four frequency. So first of all, every child that comes into the world, they're vibrating at a four frequency. They naturally come in, they're shining at a four, they're illuminated, they're, they're, they're basking in these beautiful bright lights of energy. And the more time we spend here, the more diluted and toxic we become. But we come in idling at a four. So think about a child's thoughts like they're very present they're very in the moment they're they're very you know they get illuminated about the smallest little thing so we can, we have the chance we have the opportunity and the ability to do it fast because we we've done it we were kids yeah too right so a lot of what i do is i tend i t- tend to try to just go back into that mindset of being very present and and just trying to you know sort of watch out what i who i involve myself in with what I involve myself in and um, where my thoughts go and basically what energy do I put into my body by what I'm thinking about.
0: Yeah. As as soon as like, uh, I mean, most people that I've talked to are people who experience that, quote-unquote awakening and they start kind of waking up to like wait a minute you know thing. these paradigms don't fit these templates don't fit anymore this doesn't make me feel very good these people are like make me feel heavy or low or dense or you know you start kind of waking up to those sensitivities of like ah you know this doesn't really fit for me anymore um you then start to start to look outwardly. And I, I believe a lot of people who might be listening to this are the people who are in the beginning stages and starting to figure that out and going like, oh wow, like, yeah, like that does ring a bell for me. Like I, I my thoughts have been really like what they wouldn't say low vibrational, but like haven't been good or haven't been serving me or whatever and trying to move into that new mentality. For myself, as that started to happen, um, I've had, obviously you ha- you continue to have awakenings, right? It's levels. There are levels to the shit. <laughs> so mm-hmm. things like
1: open up the refinements, open yeah up,
0: refinements. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You open new doors and go further up the, the ladder. Um, but I remember when I was coming back from, uh, I had just moved back from London and I was in a very toxic state where I was like, I don't know what to do about my job, but I don't know about this, whatever. And I was in such a bad place. Like, that for, for, for a long amount of time for like months at a time where I was in this depressive state and I was negative and I was just feeling like nothing ever works out for me. And this is how things go. And da, da, da. and it's ironically, funny enough, that was the, the day I was at the gym and I was running and I was pissed. And I had just come across a video on YouTube was the secret, actually, funny enough, <laughs> um, the most mainstream diluted version of this. But, um, and I was like, you know, what the hell is this? Like what, you know, whatever, at the time that it come through, but, um, that process of starting to think about changing my thoughts, that's where that came from and knowing and not realizing that thoughts were also living organisms as well. And they have their energy and frequency and how they affect and infect my life. Um, depending on what it was, I was telling myself. And I was like, that's when the research started about me looking into, our words and how powerful the vibration of our own words our own voice is to ourselves and how when the way that we speak to ourselves biologically how it affects ourselves um, and our cells like and shifts and changes the way that we think about ourselves so that was kind of the introduction for me like when that started and starting to raise my vibration and starting to see systematically that i could shift and change my day to day and how I was feeling and thinking about things. Now it can swing the other way where you're like, I have to be positive all the time. Let's monitor all my thoughts, like whatever. And you start to feel like you're in this in prison, jail situation where you would feel, you feel scared of having a bad thought or having a bad feeling and being like, no, 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 I don't want to manifest anything bad, you know? And then thus you've created another type of energy. Maybe it's not as toxic, but it's still one that's a fear. And that's, that's another vibrational read. And so that affects you too. So it's like knowing that the, the thought is the prayer, like the feeling is the prayer, you know what I mean? So it's like, I'm afraid I don't want to manifest anything bad. Thus, then you manifest in something bad. Like, it's like that kind of like, cause you're in the vibrational field of what that reading is. And so, um, just to, to your point, like the thoughts and how important those are and being able to elevate where you're at and, and increase your spiritual development to increase your spiritual uh, abilities or or things like that. Like as we're in this process for myself too, like going through that and starting to see, well, it's super easy now for me to be able to hear so-and-so from the next room and they don't have to put on as many theatrics anymore to get my attention because I'm already closer to that vibrational range where they can, they don't have to lower themselves as much.
1: Yeah. And I think like thoughts are big, but also your words. Yeah. Um, You can just change your language immediately. Right. because you gotta understand that everything has an energy charge to it. So even the words that we're speaking right now, each one of them individually has an energy frequency charge to it. Um, and when we when we say that word, we connect to it, and we connect to the mountain of energy that's tied to it. Yeah. So kind of going back and saying, why do I stay away from the word psychic? I can't combat the thousands of years. Mm-hmm of what of of what humans have shoveled into that energy pool right that it's tied to that one word that you know it's a mountain right so there's certain words that we cannot say here that are just foul that we should not say here to another right yeah you're an african-american there's an n-word out there that you cannot hear yeah and it's and it's it's like okay yeah but the word is the word it's the word is tied to the charge of events and thoughts and and actions everything so that's why it hurts
2: yeah
1: or else it wouldn't hurt it would just be a word but no there's 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 energy tied to everything that we do and if you think going back to like you said changing your story you know we have three levels of consciousness and I believe, you know, the third level, you're, this is the level that really moves mountains, right? So talking about manifestation and stuff. So this is why like when you put a number up and you want to achieve that number and whatever it is and you want to manifest that and you got to put it on the mirror and in your vision board and when you wake up and when you brush your teeth, you know, you kind of just thinking about it, you'll pull it in, sure. Because you're constantly creating that new story and it's becoming sort of... Um, it's becoming repetitious. So your subconscious hears it a lot. So with the stories we tell the words that we say, your subconscious records that and says, okay, you want more of that. Yeah. I'll design those circumstances for you and then you can move through them.
0: This is like my favorite topic actually, because we're
1: moving through that. Yeah.
0: It's so, so important. I like you, you know, as, as much as I do the strength and the vibrational pull in a word and especially like, you know, across languages or whatever, it'll have a specific reading for you as you understand that word. So I was talking to someone recently, like uh, in the last year or whatever, about them not using the word hustle because yeah. hustle has a low vibrational tone to it um, from what it means. And it's like, it will, you know, some people who are looking for abundance and prosperity cannot use the word hustle. Like the word hustle incites that you will always be grinding, always be working hard, and then you'll never quite make it and that you'll have to perhaps even deceive someone in order to get what it is that you need to get, but not to describe that as a means of you being able to work diligently at whatever you're doing and being careful of that because that word will continue to set that mindset that this is this is the way you have to be. It is gonna be hard. It is an uphill. I got hustle, you know, like so being very aware of those words that are coming out in order to to facilitate what it is that you like to see in your life or or what you would like like the same thing i've talked to people about this don't call yourself fat if you don't want to be fat like don't don't say i have trouble losing weight if you want to lose weight like or very simple kind of concepts about money even like i can't afford that or i wish i had you're putting it into the future or saying to yourself that this is something that okay the universe goes all right well your subconscious believes that too outside the universe just within your own experience that the universe is experiencing through you, you are manifesting that experience through your words and how powerful that is. Like that's, that's my whole wheelhouse. Like in part of my energy coaching, that's what we we talk a lot about that, a lot about vibration, a lot about words and the way that you're using them and the way that you're bringing things towards you. But man, like, when you when you think about also the words that you exchange with other people and how those are energy exchanges as well. Me and you talking, sitting down here, we have the intention that we're coming to bring because we both are. We call our identify as light workers, but people who want to help the world. And so we come here with this intention and exchange words in a vibrational pattern that may make people when they listen to it feel at ease or feel interested or something would resonate with them but if I, if you were someone in my life who was an energy vampire and i wasn't cognizant of the energy vibration that you were bringing to the table you would come down here and we'd have to even out just like with the spirits that you talk about they have to come and even out we have to raise ours they have to lower theirs so if you've been working really hard and manifesting meditating raising your vibration using proper words and then you interact on a daily basis with people who are not in that practice guess what? You're, every time you enter their energy field, you're having to struggle to maintain your own. And so those ex- exchanges are not, um, what's the word? Like they're, they're not removed. Like any interaction that you're making is an exchange of some sort and being diligent and being able to watch where your energy is going and who, and I guess who around it, is it lowering or is it raising with? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, totally. I mean, going, so the first, it's like your, your subconscious hears you more than anyone else. Yeah. Right? You're the storyteller and you constantly are going to new events and dinners and lunches and we time we tend to catch every friend up that asks us, well, how have things been? And we come up with a story of how things have been the last few months or the travels you've been on and who you're dating and whatever. And we tend to get in this sort of become a broken record. Mm-hmm. At least with our closest friends, right? So you can yeah. it can be something new and you're out there talking about this great new thing but each time you sort of describe it in that same way, you reinforce it yep. and you create a print. Mm-hmm. And we all create this, a print here. So going back into the energy worlds, everything we think about, everything that we involve ourselves in, all the energies that we produce, we push out of ourselves and into the planet's aura. So we're all sort of, we all have an aura, we all have an energy field and we're all immersed in the planet's energy field. And this is the, you know, the real energy that we're all sort of swimming in. And in that energy field is everything that humans have ever done, ever. Yeah. So we're swimming in that. So that's that's almost how we can also get these quick hits, these psychic hits, these clairvoyant hits, is because what you're really doing is the complex is tapping into energies in the astral light Mm -hmm. that are already there. And you're sort of tapping into that. And then you're downloading that software or that information and you're doing it quickly and you just kind of catch the way of it. You get it. Right. So what would take, let's say you and I five years to build, let's say we build a nice group where we're doing meditations, we're doing lessons we're we're sort of describing new ways of living and being here and all that wonderful stuff. It could take us five years. And then that person that comes in on the fifth year, they can basically download, kind of listen to everything that we've been up to for five years and they can get there from a development standpoint in a year and a half. Yeah, Really, get, like to really yeah. understand it or stand under it, yeah. which is basically getting something to the point where you trust the information or you trust that you know the information so much that you would stand underneath it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you're, you're, you're constantly changing, we can change the pathways by changing the story, changing the energy. Mm-hmm that we um that we say every day
0: that's so important because when we're when we're working through something like for instance i have issues with abundance blocks and even me saying that out loud and having to tell you that is reinforcing a story of what it is that i might be struggling with but when i'm when i'm exchanging with people and they're all asking me how i'm doing i tend to retreat a bit when i'm struggling through stuff because i don't want to have to explain it um in a conscious or non-conscious way to reinforce that story of how I'm feeling because you can't you can't be on all the time where you're like I'm positive and everything's great or whatever like yeah. sometimes shit just is going down
1: and, and you don't want to be that way anyway by the way like everyone exactly. I know the big movement now of people not wanting to be sorry to want to cut you off, yeah the problem is is there's you know there's a positive and negative charge to everything so the battery in your car has a positive and negative charge to it right there's there's a positive and negative charge built into the system So it's not really for us to avoid those negative feelings. It's actually for us to let them, let's move through them. So let them flow out, say them, go to the gym, hit the bag, fuck, you know, just get it out. Right. But the idea is to not hold it in. That's the problem. It's holding it in and letting that build up into anger and resentment and bitterness. That's where you go wrong. Trying to be all love and light and not processing out the lower energy frequency dynamics that you collect every day will keep them in your body. Totally. But what I was thinking was food and never going to the bathroom, you know? It's (laughs) like (laughs) what I was
0: saying was is that like um I'll retreat a little bit and and not continue to express what it is that's going on, even though I can express them to myself, but as the when I give my attention to someone else. And I'm like, yeah, things aren't going very well. Guess what? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, that sucks. And then we're like, you know, like it becomes, and now it's like, uh, you start massaging that inflammation and it's like, okay. And it tends for me, that's how it works. It gets bigger, then it gets heavier. And it's like, ah, you know, like I would prefer to only deal with someone who is of, who is like-minded in that situation that can either keep me balanced or raise me up. Um, As I process these things, these lower energies for myself, but there are people who are addicted or who love to talk shit. Like, give me the tea. What's the shade? You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I get excited by the drama or like not me personally, but like they get excited by the drama or the, the dysfunction or, oh he so-and-so said this or whatever. And they massage it and they love it and they're addicted to it and it's yummy to them. And it's, it's because it's in their vibrational frequency that aligns with where they're at
1: and it feels good, even though it's bad. So it's like fast food basically.
0: Yeah. Like the so morning-
1: they're, they're operating at a lower frequency energy dynamic right and they'll feel depressed or they'll hit a wall and it's almost like they need drama yeah i need to go talk to susie three cubes over to talk about the drama of the office today because i hit a wall an energy wall yeah and then when i get home i need to watch drama on tv so it's basically energy junk food energy it will it will tell you exactly what you're processing at what level in this in the levels of the astral that's the thing that the earth you know has these seven levels seven frequencies our aura has seven frequencies. Everything, right? we, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything's bro- there's a lot of them broken into seven. So sure. there's seven layers in the energy field. There's seven, entities, seven, yeah, right. So the the world's pretty big. On the laws are pretty big, broken into seven and five threes. Um, but if you look at it in a way of understanding, first of all, you're here for. I feel it. We're here first and foremost. Are we've come in? Are we signed up to come in to work through? Um, energy shifts and changes. Mm -hmm. And when we have an experience here that's easy for us, we call it a positive experience. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And we tell all of our friends about it. We smile about it. When we move through an experience here that's challenging for us, we call it a negative experience. Mm -hmm. But the experience itself is just. And this is what I really believe in the Bible, is that life is just. I believe it is. It's just the experience. Mm -hmm. How we perceive that experience, how we move through it and how we deal with that experience is totally up to us. Yeah. And it's funny because you can sit and vent to your friend, but that very same friend could have moved through that very same experience effortlessly and couldn't understand, relate and doesn't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. Everything but that was challenging for you because yeah. you needed to move through it. Yeah. And it. And I think that going back to like changing your story, right? changing what the subconscious hears Mm -hmm. so ultimately you can change the outcome change your world out here because there's three three levels of world in a sense right so you know there's the inner world which is your inner world right you're trying to get past um feelings of fear and anxiety and doubt and you know whatever you're you're, all those things inside of you and we have to master that and also we have to that by more we do that, more we change our inner world, then our outer world changes. This outer world would be our friends, our coworkers, our family members, our you know all the people that we see in a day- to day. And then that gets healthier, right? We make that more of a healthier lifestyle. And then from there, the third world is like the outer world, the, the world at large. This is where, you know, Every famous person you would know lives, you know, it's like you don't know them. They're not in your day to day, but they exist out in the world and you hear about it. There is the yeah. politics, this is the news, this is the things that are happening in the world at large. And so, you know, if we continue to move through our, our lessons and call them challenging and hate them and not like them and not learn from them, then we're going to keep ourselves in that rut. And guess what? You're going to continue to draw on that same experience or lesson until you've successfully moved through it. A lot of people come to me and they'll say, they're like, oh, I'm just ready for a relationship. Where is it? I was like, well, you're not ready for a relationship if you're looking for it, first of all. Especially if you're out looking for it with a shotgun like Elmer Fudd. I mean, you're just not going to find it that way. Where's that damn love? I want it. Um, but the thing is, is, is basically the what i see here is basically the only mistake that we can truly make is not learning the lessons and Mm -hmm. having to draw them in over and over again basically going through a massive detour here Mm -hmm. and we do this by how we describe the day's work Mm -hmm. right if you think of the day's work every day you get up you have a certain amount of uh, fuel in your jetpack and this fuel burns on everything so all your thoughts burns the fuel. All the things that you want, that list of things that you want, that big house, the big job, the big page, all that stuff that you want, that's burning fuel out of that jetpack every day. Mm-hmm. All the things you're trying to avoid, all the people you're trying to avoid, all the resistance that you're, you have in your life, that's burning energy out of that jetpack. Mm-hmm. Then you have to get up and put your shoes on and Go to work and eat breakfast, you know, do the day, daily tasks that one has to do, take showers, go to the grocery store, right? That burns out of your jetpack. So we're constantly burning fuel. And we get to the end of the day and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm, in, I'm depressed. Well, really, like depression is like deep rest. Your mm-hmm. body's in this deep rest mode because it's not getting enough, it doesn't have enough it doesn't have excess energy at the end of that day. It's actually going into the negative
2: mm-hmm.
1: because of the list of things that you want, because mm-hmm. of how hard on ourselves we're being for not winning the prize or not getting the promotion because of, you know, how much we're beating ourselves up over the project that we worked on at work or the, how we didn't do that relationship correctly, whatever that is. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a number of things. So we're constantly burning fuel out of this jet pack that only gives us a day's work. Right. And so, what we can do quickly is i think again having a perspective of what we're in what energy pool are you really in right why are you feeling depleted at work is it the building that you walk into Mm -hmm. the building that you're working in, it consists and comprises of all the energy experiences that the people are going and dumping there and having there. And it it consists of everything that has been before that. Right. So just by being in the building, typically we go into these offices and there's fluorescent lighting and there's, you know, it's pretty stale. (laughs) That's the worst for me. (laughs) Right. It, It just sucks the life out of you just by being there. Yeah. Um, But I think ultimately it's kind of like the astronaut, right? We still need to put on like the astronaut suit. It's kind of like this body's an astronaut suit it allows us, I don't really think of time as a linear perspective. I think of it as we have these astronaut suits and the body is an astronaut suit and it it gives you a certain amount of time to be here. And pretty soon you're going to run out of oxygen and you're going to need a new suit. You're going to, it doesn't matter if you finished your mission or not. You got to go back to the ship. You got to put on a new suit and you got to do another spacewalk and hopefully you finish it this time, or whatever that is. So if you just understand that what you're moving through is either A, a lesson, or B, a lesson that you've learned, but you haven't shifted out of it, so it's become a toxic thing. Hmm. So that could be a relationship, because what once, once was giving and flourishing and illuminating to you could now be like bone on bone, and is creating so much friction that it's heating up so hot that you can barely go into the house without getting in an argument. Hmm. Now that that's something that was once giving and nourishing to you is now become toxic because you've gotten to everything that you needed to get out of it. Yeah. Same thing in a career, right? You still yeah. go into this career that you don't like. Well, maybe there's a lesson in that. The idea is to figure out what the solution is. Why am I here? Why am I doing this? And you're only going to do it for as long as you have to. Yeah. The moment you've learned that lesson and you, you've, you've fixed it, then it changes. The moment you're truly ready for a new relationship, it just happens. We're so, we're so fixed on the how. Oh, how'd you meet? When, mm. How did it all come together? It's actually the, the most, bo- I mean, I know it's a, an exciting story, but quite frankly, it's not the story that, that we should start with. It's, it's quite frankly, the story is, it happens right before that. Mm. It happens where you were at in your life, what was happening, what was going on within you, which allowed that to then open up and come into your life. Yeah. Quite frankly, a new relationship isn't when thing that's not a sanctuary in a sense. That's typically when two people come together. It's like the law of two, oh, whenever there's it. the law of two is a third vector. Yeah, when you yeah. come together, there's work to be done. Yeah, when you get assigned like, oh okay, two, you two are assigned, you two are partners, you go off and mm-hmm. do that, you tackle that thing on the planet, you know, um, or that thing within one another, you know, because ultimately yeah. you're gonna reflect you're gonna be a reflection or a mirror with that of that person.
0: Yeah. That's really beautiful. I feel like you just got into your flow right then. Cause you started advising me and I was like, Oh shit, he's
1: talking to me. <laughs> I mean going am talking to everybody. I think it's very yeah, talking it's to everybody, across, like, yeah, it's it's across the line here. Yeah.
0: But energetically on a level like currently right now. I'm in this place with uh, my job, like and what I'm doing and what I'm what I would like to happen versus what's happening and um and having that that struggle. Um, like, obviously, like, but in, in a in a almost depressive state, like I'm in a negative zone, um, not negative, like negativity, but like negative and energy, like I'm depleted. so tired and so run out and so depleted that my reactions and responses to what's happening, I don't have enough energy to really give them the the development and the healing and the perspective that's needed because to also have positive perspective you must have energy that takes part of your jetpack away you know so you need part of that in order to sustain and to fly and without any fuel (laughs) you can't go anywhere so like it spoke to me like i'm in that space right now where i'm like yeah i'm kind of like i don't have any fuel um Getting, getting, but you can change that. So, the
1: idea is, is okay, look at, look at this as if we're going to look at this as we we'll stay in the space arena. So, so if I love this analogy, by the way, <laughs> okay, perfect. I do, I use the space suit a lot. So, let's just say there's a component in the space suit that's heating up and is burning the battery packs faster Fast. than it should, yeah, right? It's faster than it should because of one, it's not the whole suit, it's just there's an element in the suit right? One vendor was a little sloppy. And when they put this component in, it's draining the battery faster. It's heating it up. It's making, it's making it hot. It's making it uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Now for you, let's just spin this around because you you said that, you know, it's with the career. So if you think about it, whatever we put our time into, right? Whatever we think about, whatever we put our, our energy into, whatever we converse into, think of it like pouring water into a plant so the earth will grow anything right it grows food that we need so dearly to survive and it also grows poison ivy Mm
2: -hmm. it doesn't
1: care it just it has one law grow Mm -hmm. grow or die is basically the law of earth grow or die so you either grow or you're you're out yeah so it doesn't it's not biased in a sense um and it will grow toxic thoughts and it will grow positive thoughts. So there's a, something in your suit that's sort of heating up and it's burning your batteries down. And if you can just have this idea for a moment, and knowing that as we pour things into something, like you're pouring energy into this podcast, right? You, you poured energy into a book um, earlier this year, and you released that. And you, you're pouring energy into your clients that, you're, you're, that are coming in the door. And that's a lot right there. Um, So yeah, you can go off and create these things, but it also takes time for these things to become um, driven on their own. Yeah. Right. So we start to sort of work at something and then it takes a lot of effort on our end. And then what we're working on starts to get starts to heat up and starts to get busy and people start hearing about it and then they want in and then you know, it starts to gain attention, then we have to do, we get to do less work, and then it itself becomes a company, and then the company itself becomes its own thing, mm-hmm. and sometimes we've got to be very careful, because even CEOs that created the thing can get fired, and, you know, yeah. it becomes, it's, it, it, like, it will fire its own employees, because yeah. now it's its own thing. It's going, again, law of two, there's a law, there's always the third vector. Mm-hmm. So, with you, it's looking at this and saying, you know, photography has given me this wonderful gift to travel the world and get to know all these wonderful people and shed you know put all this love and light and joy into the world and happiness for others and being of service and all these great things i'm now at a shift to where you need to up download different software right the hardware in a sense is you the body the complex the system yeah but as we download new software which is basically lessons and things that we've we learn along the way and we sort of fix all these bugs that are in us right i used to cheat but now i don't because i know that it's bad kind of thing or i've learned my lessons in the, the arena of cheating um yes. whether that's on your taxes or with another or whatever but you've learned a lesson to not do that anymore yeah well now your life's going to be a lot smoother if you just don't go up and do that yeah okay right just to be clear i'm not changing. it has to be clear and for you and i think it's it's big for you it's just understanding again what's coming in and why and where it's at in its stage of growth Mm -hmm. because if you're wanting the little plant that you've just kicked off and started to produce fruit so you can it can feed you and it sustain you then you're out of your mind okay because you just started this project you know you just shifted into this arena and you're just developing content to where people then can go and listen to and then eventually like and then sponsorships income right this this is this so can not, only like, really bear fruit talk all this start, no, i'm not talking about on you but, now, but anybody but like- <laughs> so so i think yeah. this is the biggest snag i see in, in humanity and that i see with people coming to see me mm-hmm. is we want it and we want it now and we want it yesterday and we don't want to do what we've been doing anymore right? yeah and i think that that's the component that's burning up in the suit that's making the batteries drain faster is the the perception of what you're in, why you're in it, and how long you'll need to do it for. Mm -hmm. The idea is the length of time doesn't matter. That's not important. Mm -hmm. The important thing is, is did you do it? And can you learn from the lesson and move on and switch it?
0: What's that frequency that's coming in for when you said most people come to see you? Uh, Like when someone, when someone does feel stuck, and they're in that place, like I mean, obviously the whole episode has been about energy um, and the way we, re- we perceive it, the way we utilize it, the way we move it, the way that we accept it. Um, so when it comes to someone in their life and they're coming to you for help about like, okay, how do I do this? How do I facilitate that? They're coming in a place typically when they need help in a certain frequency range. And you said, like you said, a lot of your clients, they come to you in that position where they're like, they're kind of stuck and so how do you then energetically become unstuck to get to that space because as we're talking about reincarnation and the lessons that we're learning and why we're here and and all that stuff we are still human and we still have these experiences we have limited you know timelines we have limited years that we're here on earth our telomeres are short and so we don't we can't expand we only have this one time until our you know, our jet pack or whatever is done and we have to go back. And so there is a sense of urgency for a lot of us feeling that kind of like, all right, there's only so much time for us to be able to figure out. And those of us who've incarnated here during this time and who have these very specific missions or waking up or feeling like, all right, I'm, I have a very definitive purpose here. Like, what do you do with that type of energy when they feel stuck and they're like, I know I'm supposed to be doing this thing and, and then get to the place where they burn out and they give up.
1: Yeah. That's a big one. Um, I mean, I could have a whole career just on that (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and I kind of do. Um, and here's what's typically at play is that we need to first understand that there's a barrage of things you've come in for. Right, it's not always just your career. It, a lot of it's through relationships. Mm-hmm. It's because everything's a relationship. We're always working with. We're working with people the moment we come in. We're working with our mother and the people in the hospital that are, you know, pulling the snot out of our nose. <laughs> we're <laughs> working with people immediately. <laughs> um, but ultimately, the answer to this is is perception. Mm-hmm. That's what you change. That's how you change it. That's how you feel unstuck. Mm-hmm. And how you do that is, I feel. This is what I believe in and I do is, is to understand that there's different lengths of things, right? So let's just say there's, a low, there's low range. Mm-hmm. So let's just say low range would be you within the next three months, right? This is low range is between me and the next three months. Mid-range would be me in the next year and a half. And then there's long range. Maybe long range would be my life, why mm-hmm. I'm here. And so you have these three buckets and you can put items in these buckets. Now, the problem is we tend to put why we're here, the big long-range goal, we tend to put that in our first bucket. Yeah. We want to achieve why we're here now. Yeah. And we want to be off doing what we're doing and being successful at it, and we just want to be in that flow and that charge. And ultimately, what you're saying, this complex is saying, is I'm ready to be free in that glowing state of flow and inspiration and illumination and in flow in my, my work and why I'm here, right? You want to get to that. Yeah. So that's why we always put that big thing in the first bucket, but it never fits in the first bucket and you can never achieve it there. Um, because ultimately you're here for all these little things too. You're, you're here to be put in certain scenarios to, to help sort of influence groups of people or a person. Um, you're here for all sorts of different reasons. So I like to do it in short range goals, mid range goals and long range goals. And I think when you organize things that way, you can really set down the big things that typically drain you a lot. Cause it's always, we're always going after the big whales of things. We yeah. never go after the small things. You know, nobody really, everybody's going after their big dreams, right? They're making yeah. those big moves. Um, and typically we get burnt out there, you know, cause we put these big whales, these big things that we want to sort of go after. Yeah. Instead of the low hanging fruit in front of us, like, the low-hanging fruit could be, let's say you're, on, but you're not on great terms with everyone in your family. Um, well, think about how much energy that burns out of your daily jetpack. Mm-hmm. of Just by not getting along with your family members, yeah. just in your immediate family, your household. Just think if you were to turn that around somehow. Maybe you wake up every day, instead of playing the victim, you forget everything that's happened in the past, and you put up boundaries, and then you learn how to be of service to each person in your family. Mm-hmm. Maybe every day you get up and you creative think about how, what do they need? Why are they acting grumpy or the way that they are with me, or just in general? And what, what small little thing can I give them each day to help turn that around,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? And then to build more of a healthier relationship with my household. And just think of how much energy that would give back to you by having your household in order.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? That could be anything. That could be like, my mom's, in a de- my mom's depressed every day. I wake up every day, she's sitting at the table smoking cigarettes and coffee, and just she's depressed. How do I turn that around? Well, you can't fix it for her, but you can wake up every day giving her a compliment, mm-hmm. whether she believes you or not. Doesn't matter. It
0: small energetic moves that you can small play.
1: energetic yeah. moves, low hanging fruit. Right. Yeah. And these are the things that you can really start to shave up. I think that you start to have a have a healthier relationship with yourself first. Then you start to have a healthier relationship with the people around you, your household, your friends, mm-hmm. right? People you communicate with, coworkers. And that just becomes you become lighter right there. Yeah. And as you become lighter, you start taking it's not about putting more things in the basket. We're really good about putting more things in our basket, right? Yeah. I need that outfit. I need this. I need that couch. I need that car. I need whatever. We want to put more things in to feel, to feel whole. Yeah. Um, and I know there's a meme out there somewhere and I, I don't remember who it was from, so I can't credit them, but it was, there's this analogy of like, it's like being really hungry instead of eating, we tape sandwiches to the exterior of our body. <laughs> okay. So yeah. we're trying to buy all the, buy, buy our happiness. Yeah. And, you know, it's not, it's never going to work. There's all these big celebrities that have come out and, you know, like Jim Carrey. And yesterday I, there was like some interviews I was watching from Mel Gibson from the nineties, you know? or 2004 saying basically like all this fame and success is not enough. Like it doesn't make you feel whole. Yeah. So the jury's out there, right? How do we, how do we feel more whole? How do we uh, get out of that? Like you don't want to race against your time here because you might not complete all of the things that you've come in or all the things that you need to work on. You yeah. may not complete it all in one lifetime.
2: might
1: talk about five <laughs> of the, t- of the eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? maybe you have to, maybe you come back in, you go up and you like come up to the pool and like catch your breath. You're like, did I make it? like, no, you gotta go down one more. <laughs> you missed a few rocks at the bottom of the pool. Oh, okay. Deep breath, go in the bottom of the pool, collect a few more rocks, bring them up to the top. Did I get them all? One more, you just gotta go do one. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And you go back down, but I think, again, I think ultimately it's relationships because you can't have a positive relationship with your work, with your friends, with your family, without having a positive relationship with yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think it's easy to go for the low-hanging fruit, build up an accumulation of positive energy, and then go for those big fear things. Mm -hmm. If you have a stepdad that picked on you, that was an alcoholic, that was a drunk, that you just can't, you don't even talk to, can't have to avoid, can't go near... Um, maybe you work on all these other things, work on all the cousins and the aunts and the uncles and and the family members work on waking up every day and, you know, go get the haircut you like, go get the clothes you love. And then look in the mirror every day and say, oh my gosh, I, you know, give yourself some compliments, focus on the low hanging fruit, focus on the things that you enjoy about yourself and don't put any, any energy into the fear stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. I get a lot of questions about like conspiracy theories and stuff like that. And end of the world stuff and ton, you know, we can talk about that stuff for days. And yes, do people get around and conspire and make plans and do things? All the time. You and I conspired to get onto this talk right now, mm-hmm. right? We got together, we talked about it, and we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's conspiracy theory. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, is you burn a lot of that fuel, that jetpack fuel, into that fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Because yeah. the first thing that cuts your clairvoyance or any of the clairs and your intuitiveness, your intuition, and your empathy, being an empath, is fear. Yep. Yeah. And so we live in this fear-driven world. There's a reason why the news yeah. is filled with fear, why yeah. the world is filled with fear. How do you keep, well, I think it's like 350 million people in, in the U.S. How do you keep 350 million bees in the beehive? Mm-hmm. Working every day, not, not getting yeah. too out of control, not rallies, right? Continuing to help the beehive, you know, making sure the beehive operates on its daily measure every day, getting up, doing work, you know, doing that. And, each country is sort of this beehive. And then overall, the world, the earth itself is this larger beehive. And it, it's this sort of consist of all the energy that the humans process and produce and collect and think about on the planet globally. So I think a lot of it can get too overwhelming. So I never really focus too much. And this is of going back into, like, why don't I listen to a lot of people out there? You know, I, I, I don't avoid them. I think a lot of times I'm just trying to get into a space of pulling in this information. Cause it's out there, it's in the air, it's free, yeah. right? It's you just got to tap into it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it's plugging in and then plugging in with like-minded people who can raise that vibration. So when I go to meditation groups, it's better than meditating on my own at home. I'm going to a room where now there's 14 or 15 people there. It's like raising the cell phone tower, mm-hmm. raising the antenna. So now I have a better opportunity at, at sort of being in the net of casting something really high potency, illuminating sure essence that can come thinking. in and give you what you need. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, and that's, I think that's, that's really great perspective to have because as we round this all up, um, talking about our frequencies and our energy and things like that, people who are, are interested or new into developing and opening up those parts of themselves, the one thing that
1: will stop it dead in its track, always, is fear. FUD. FUD? Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> the FUD fud <laughs> will FUD you up. It's like walking. It'll in FUD you mud. up. It's like mud. It's act, it's, it sounds like mud. It is like mud. It's energy mud. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. You know, again, understanding the, um, the frequencies we're in. So if you're humming... At a six frequency, so again, going back in the energy yeah. world, because we're all immersed in this energy. That's why it's the most important thing, is to learn the energy frequencies that live and breathe right. around us, the energy pools that we're in,
2: yeah.
1: because then we know what kind of mud we're in, right? Or if you're in mud. So if you're saying, if you're worried about your bills, and you're worried about your mortgage, and you're worried about the company, and you're worried about money, you're currently vibrating at a low six frequency. Mm-hmm. That's what you're vibrating when you're thinking those thoughts. Yeah. Now it's cool to get them out, but it's also to say, okay, can I handle any of this right now? Can I deal with it? No. Is there a solution? No, but I could go for a run. I can go for a walk and maybe, maybe a solution will come in. This is why Mm -hmm. the creative process, like breaking away, right? If you're, you're editing, I'm sure when you're editing, like there's a point where you got to like break away, get a coffee, go on a run, do something, and then come back and you have this new, fresh, creative breath of, you know, air. And I think that that's big for us. we gotta, we got to sort of practice that and walk away. Um, but, but again, knowing what energy perspectives we're in, what, what energy pool we're in, and, and if you're worried about your bills saying, oh my God, okay, I can't fix this at this moment, but I know i got to break away from this energy. Because at a, a top end of six would be more of a fair deal,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Because there's nothing wrong with finance. It's just where are you? So the hustle is down here, right? Ripping people off financially, that's down here. Low end of six, fair deal is like totally. We're both we both feel really good about this. That's mm-hmm. at the top end of six. It has to do with financial um, gains, but it, but we're but it's it's actually a clean transition. Yeah. So again, I think it's really knowing what you're thinking about, what you're processing, because we tend to be, you are a sum total of all the energy dynamics that mm-hmm. you allow flood through your system daily.
0: That is a beautiful place to end. <laughs> I love that. We could talk forever, I'm sure. Like, we do usually. <laughs> we do. But, um, we're so thankful that you uh, allowed us to tap into your knowledge and your talents, and so happy that you're a friend of mine. <laughs> I value. Ah, uh,
1: likewise.
0: <laughs> thank you so much. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.
1: See, Thanks yeah. for having me. Bye.
0: Interested in becoming a client for energy coaching? Find me at www.thelovelyalea.com to read more about what I do, or hit me up on IG at the lovely Aaliyah for daily content and inspiration.